Hey guys, welcome back to Andrea Town. This week, we're going to talk everything you ever wanted to know about fitness and working out and training and dieting. And we get the real story from our guest, Kyle Ward. He is a fitness trainer and he competes and he's just, he's just an expert and he knows what he's talking about. And he helps us to debunk a lot of myths because if you guys are like me, it seems like every time you go on the internet, there's like a new thing. It's like, first, you can't eat fat. Fat's bad. And then it's like, oh no, fat's good. Fat helps you lose weight. And it's super confusing. And it just makes me want to give up and eat. So he really goes through what to do, what not to do, what the truth is. And um, and he's a beautiful man. So it was my pleasure to have him on the show. And then as an added bonus, he actually trains Ava Devine. So Ava joins us for a little bit and kind of chimes in on how he's transformed her body and and just, you know, how they work out together and sort of some of the struggles that she has to lose weight and stay in shape because that's her business. So it's a fascinating episode. I hope you guys enjoy it. Okay, let's go. Next up. I'm here with Kyle Ward, fitness training extraordinaire. Thank you very much. You're welcome. You're welcome. So I met Kyle at I met Kyle at Ava Devine's pool party. Always a good time. Right, which w- w- was a good time. And you walked yes. in, and I the first thing I thought was, "Damn it! Why did I bring my husband to this party?" <laughs> <laughs> no, for for those of you who don't know Kyle, he is a good looking man. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Have you always had this body, Kyle, or is this a is this a, a new thing? Give us some background, like about your your fitness background, how long you've been in it, and all that. Absolutely. Um, I always kind of liked working out. I was never very consistent with it, um, but I I always liked reading workout magazines and things like that. Um, but uh, when I had my, I, I have one child, and when he was born. Um, the lack of sleep, the amount of responsibility that takes, I was rocking a dad bod pretty hard. So, um, yeah, I, I, I didn't always, um, I wasn't always in that, in the best of shape. Um, I remember one time I was, uh, standing there and I turned to look behind me and literally my back fat creased over and touched my back fat, like my back touched itself. (laughs) And, uh, <laughs> had that happen. Yeah. And you're like, where did that come uh, from? What, what exactly? And I was like, what's going on? I, I looked at my girlfriend at the time and I said, I said, I'm, I'm fat. I said, why didn't you tell me I was fat? And she said, Oh, sweetheart, I love you no matter what. And I Aww. said, don't you ever do that again. <laughs> don't you ever love me that much. That's too right. much love. I want you to love me <laughs> enough, but not so much that you let me get fat and not tell me. Ugh. exactly. Oh she wasn't, she wasn't really too worried about it. So Anyway, um, maybe she was trying to keep you fat. She's like, eh, if he stays and, fat, then maybe I can keep him. Exactly. That, that could be it. So, um, especially at the time I was working, you know, 12 hours a day, I was in charge of 23 people. I had a lot of responsibility. I'm eating on the go. I remember in the morning, my breakfast, I'd cruise through McDonald's and I would get two egg McMuffins and then just cut down on the sugar a little bit. I'd go half sweet tea and half regular tea 
which is still about 60 grams of sugar. Uh, just for a little information, the max amount of the max amount of grams of sugar a person should have in a day is 36. So I was How already much you said 30, 36 grams. 36 grams of sugar, sugar is, day. uh, so, so break that exactly. down. What, what would that be like? Say you have a, say you have a, I don't know, caramel frappuccino. You're already over, done for the yeah, day. You're done. You're done. Forget for about day. it. Yeah. So to, so to say it, 36 the, is like what, an apple? You get, no, you can have more. Apple comes anywhere between eight and 12. All so right. apples are good. Um, but bananas are okay. They're a little high, but really, um, anything which you want to stay away from is anything with added sugar. So nothing where they're going to add the sugar in. And it's funny to me, I'd see girls at the gym and they're doing their cardio and then we call them cardio bunnies doing their cardio, <laughs> doing their cardio. But then right sitting next to them, they have their 700 calorie Frappuccino while they're doing their cardio where they ended up burning 500 calories. So at the end of the whole session, they actually had a 200 calorie surplus and any calorie surplus is stored as fat. And cardio, so, cardio sucks. I mean, no one wants to be walking, walking, going <laughs> nowhere, staring exactly. at the, the fucking view for an hour. Exactly. Like, terrible. And that's what I think. I think that, and that's why I'm so glad you're on today because I have so many, my own personal questions. Um, but I know okay. the viewers do too, because I think it's just lack of information. Like I know for me in my business, like in comedy, a lot of people that want to start out and what they just don't know the information. And so I think that's so true with fitness is we just don't know because as the public, and I'm sure you probably get off on this, like as the public, we're watching all this stuff. We're being fed all this information where it's like sugar's bad. Sugar's okay. This is good. Fat's, fat's, the, fat's the bad thing. Get rid of fat. And then it's like, no, fat's good again. It's like, don't eat too many eggs. Well, now you can have all the eggs you want. It's like, how should we know what's, what's true and what's not true? Absolutely. So you want to hear the background on that? Because mm -hmm. I know it. Mm -hmm. So here's what happened back in the 1950s, 60s. The sugar companies actually lobbied and put money in to try to change the perspective, the, the common knowledge from it's not sugar that's bad for you. It's fat that's doing it. And that's when we come out of the end of the 70s into the 80s of low fat, this low fat, fat, low fat, this. And and in case you didn't notice, nobody lost any weight. You know what I mean? If anything, people got worse. And you and, had to do um, so much cardio. I remember that too. It was during the time where you would do like hour-long high-intensity cardio classes, and then you'd eat like a vat of pretzels because <laughs> they didn't have fat in them. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. And don't get me wrong. Cardio, while you're doing it, absolutely burns more calories than weightlifting. Here's the thing. Unless you're going to be doing cardio all day long, which we're not, raising what they call your metabolic rate. Your metabolic rate is how many calories you burn just sitting around. Um, adding muscle to your body will raise your metabolic rate. So now you can actually eat more calories without storing the extra calories as fat because muscle is a very, um, it's a very, uh, high caloric tissue. It takes calories to keep that muscle on you. And coming back from the days when people used to have to survive, if you didn't need the muscle to survive, your body wanted to get rid of that. And then it wanted to keep the fat on. And the reason being, we went through famines and I'm talking way back. So if you were some 
six two shredded guy at three percent body fat, and all of a sudden there was a famine. You died. Meanwhile, wow. the other guy who's not carrying around as much muscle but has this nice belly on him, he's able to weather the storm until there was more food to eat. So See, even genetically, yeah. our bodies are not set up to be able to the way we live now is just completely different than what we needed for survival. Now there's cheesecake and pork chop. I mean, we've got food <laughs> everywhere. Right. Too so, much. Too much food. Absolutely. It was funny. This uh, guy was saying, he goes, can you imagine? He goes, obesity is the number one health epidemic now. He goes, can you imagine what we're going to tell our kids? Like it's polio or something. He's going to say, oh, little Johnny, it was horrible. There was cheesecake and pork chops <laughs> everywhere. We didn't know what to do. <laughs> it was a terrible time. You could drive it through was, 24 hours a day. Uh, yeah. The food was coming at you constantly. Oh. So, it you know, we're kind of gen genetically, we're just kind of set up. I mean, that's why sugar tastes so good. Back in the day, it was hard to get to find some honey, to find something to get some uh, uh an, an apple some fruit to get that shirt not to mention that sugar was stuck in there with fiber yeah. and some other good things not like it is today where they refine the hell out of it and it's basically um i don't know of a way to put this but i mean it's like taking a plant that's good for you and taking everything out of it except for the active ingredient and then throwing it into your body in massive doses that your body is just not used to not capable. So, so is your exactly. is your school of thought to if if it's possible for somebody to get rid of sugar completely, like to just not eat sugar at all? Because I, I have to tell you, I've heard different schools of thought on this as well. You know, the eating disorder community doesn't believe in getting rid of any food group because they, then they think you're going to obsess on it more. But then there's a lot of 12-step groups that believe it's like a drug and you get rid of it and you put it down and you never touch it again. So as a trainer, what do you think is the guess the healthiest approach or, or what's the most effective approach? I think the healthiest approach and this approach works in almost every aspect of your life. And that's balance, right? Balance, right? What you want is you want structure around your eating. When I prep for a show, so let's say when I prep for a show, I go, um, I do men's physique. So it's like that bodybuilding just on a smaller scale. We wear board shorts and things, but Still, I go below 3% body fat, and I still get one cheat meal a week. I still get to go out and have a burger, fries, and ranch, and I do it because, absolutely, if you're just like, I can't have this at all, a lot of people, they have, they, uh, many people have trouble with that, and then they end up going crazy or, and, uh, and honestly, the best diet plan is one you can stick to. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? If you sure. set up unrealistic goals for yourself, um, I mean, you're, you're just fine. And who wants to walk around having these cravings all day long for this thing you can't have? That sounds like a pretty unhappy life. So not so much, um, abstinence, like we would say with, you know, like a, a drug or drug alcohol, or alcohol type yeah, thing. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, but, um, structure and they say structure around your food. And still, you still get to enjoy something every once in a while. Mm -hmm. But it, I'll, I'll tell you what, when, when I'm dieting and it does come time for me to get that little, we call it a cheat meal. Some people don't like that term um, because it is structured in there. You're not really cheating. You're doing what you're supposed to be doing. Right. Man, it's good. And you enjoy it that much more. When you've yeah. been eating hamburgers and fries all week, I mean, it's just food. Mm -hmm. um, but when you get that one meal, 
and you, you know, and you've stayed on your diet and you get that meal. It's amazing. And it's, it's such a great treat. So each person is different, but I definitely agree with, um, balance. Yeah. Because what I, what I've, what's been my experience is that I've gone back and forth on the like, all right, I'm never going to have it again and get rid of it all. And then I obsess on it. Then I can't stop Mm -hmm. thinking about it. And then I get really depressed because you're right. It is hard to live your life without like, okay, once in a while I go to the movies and and my thing is gummy bears, which is probably like the worst because it's just pure sugar. But that's what I love. (laughs) Love gummy bears. Mm -hmm. But that's like my fix, you know? And and if I have to never be able to do that again, it becomes very hard. So, but it is difficult to find the balance because some days it's like, mm, do I want a spinach salad or do I want, you know, cheesecake? So it's like, if, you know, putting up those two things, but finding that discipline that says, okay, I'm going to, this is what I'm going to do, be pretty regimented with my food, maybe during the week and on Sunday or something, I have a, I have a treat. Now, what about for people that, that have a hard time gaining muscle? Because I know that's a problem as well, too, you know, uh, for some people that, you know, want to get, they, they don't have a problem with fat, they, they're, they're lean, but they just have a hard time building muscle. How do you approach that kind of a client? Yeah, the hard gainers. Um, Is that harder, by the way? I have a quick question. Is that harder than, than having people like just lose fat? Is it harder to make people lose fat or gain muscle, do you think? Well, I'll tell you right now, I can go from 10% body fat down to 3% body fat in a little over eight weeks. Wow. It takes me consistently working out and eating in over a year. Now I'm at the top of the scale. Now I put on, you know, um, the, the higher you get, um, on the muscle building scale, the harder it is to put on muscle because you're pushing your body into new areas. But if I can get three or four pounds of muscle on my frame over a year, I am very happy with that. Wow. I can lose 16 pounds of fat in eight, nine weeks. So, so you pretty much know how to operate fat. your body, like just as how someone walks in and turns on a light switch. You know what to do to get you where you want to go. Yeah, yes, because I've I, I've done it a few times. And I've, I've worked, man, I had this guy, he lost 100 pounds. But I would never... I believe, once again, it's balance. So the nice thing about getting someone new, let's say they've never lifted weights, they're 100 pounds overweight. First off, yes, we're going to get their diet and their cardio down. But the second thing we're going to do, we're going to start putting them in on what's called the compound lift, which all that means is they have isolated lifts where it's using one joint, compound lifts where it's using two or more. And when you use these compound lifts, some of these people, man, they just throw on muscle like you wouldn't believe. And so next thing you know, They've got three, four more pounds of muscle, um, and they're doing their cardio and eating right. And I'm, and I'm, I've seen it sometimes. That I've seen it so many times, and it still blows my mind how when they stick to the process, how well it works. And man, they just shrink right down and come out with this, uh, with a, I wouldn't say a not a muscular physique like mine, but a vast improvement from where they were better posture, better movement. I mean, the whole thing. So 
Um, now, what about yeah. how does age play into that, right? Because I'm in my 50s now, early 50s, early 50s. Calm down, everybody. <laughs> but still, you know, and and again, too, like I've heard different things. Some people go, it's bullshit. It's just you're not working as hard as you used to work in the gym. And then other people are like, no, nah, it's a real thing. It's hormones. It's, you know, that kind of stuff. Yep. So what's been your experience? Is it that we just get like older and lazy and we don't think we can do what we used to do? Or is it that there's a real thing happening and you have to approach that kind of a client differently. Yeah. So you're absolutely right. It's not just being lazy. And, um, I mean, even you can see it when someone's in their twenties, they can get an injury and they can overcome that injury much quicker than someone in their fifties. Um, and like you said, you mentioned the hormones. I mean, there's just an aging process that happens as we get older and, it can slow down the process. We're at a really lucky day and age, though, now. With all the anti-aging things that we have now, um, we've got people in their 40s. I don't know about you, but when I was a kid, people didn't look like you or me when we were when, when they no. were in their 40s and 50s. No, definitely um, not. They looked old. Even people in their 20s exactly. and 30s. My dad shows me pictures of like him and his friends. I'm like, you guys look like you're 40. They're like, now nah, it's our high See? school graduation. I'm like, what? High school? You guys are all wearing like three-piece suits and smoking cigarettes. Like they just look ancient. But I think you're right. They age at a faster rate because there wasn't just even the information I think that we have now. The information... What they know, the more the more resistance training you're doing, that slows the aging process. At um, the food, the fat, you go low fat. Fat is precursor to your hormones. It keeps your hair and skin and uh, nails looking better. So you get a person who's doing car, like let's say 80s, they're doing cardio, uh, they're doing a low fat diet. Especially people that do endurance, long running. There's something called. Um, oxidative damage and there's a certain point where your body can't keep up with the damage that you're putting to it and it ages you know if you've ever seen a marathon runner that's been doing it for a long time oh, yeah, they look terrible. Kind of shake it yeah and <laughs> yeah. faces and um so yeah the, the information and what they can do with anti-aging now is amazing i, I picked up my seven-year-old son from uh, his summer camp and yeah, I guess one of the, uh, it was a summer camp and one of the little girls said, that's your dad. Well, how old is he? And he said, well, he's 40, but he doesn't look like he's 40. He goes, you look like you're 30 dad, because the other 40 year old dads, they're fat and they have beards. You know what I mean? Like it's <laughs> oh, just, man, I bet the single moms at your school are like, wait, whose dad is that? <laughs> Teacher's <laughs> like, I need to talk to you about your son after school. You're like, wait, what's happening? After school, after school meetings. But I mean, He's, it, he it loves really it now. Is. But trust me, when he gets in his teenage years and the girls are all coming by to hang out with Kyle's hot dad, it's going to be that he's going to hate you. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's it's hilarious, but yeah, I mean, really, um, we figured out so much now how to really slow down the aging process, and they know so much more than they used to know. I, I, I had a picture of uh, my dad and me, and it was sometime in the eighties, and then I had a picture of me and my son. And here's the funny thing. Me and my son were the same age in the pictures, right? Wow. I was five years older than my dad because he had me earlier, and still I looked a few years younger than he looked. Wow. And it was uh, it was really cool just to stick those next to each other and uh, see the difference. You know, I mean, if you're if you're really to put in the time 
And, and it really, it really is a lifestyle. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it comes down to consistency and this saying is great. And even in, even a bad training program done consistently will give you more results than the perfect training program done sporadically. Wow. And it really just That's gets into, yeah, it, it gets into, you know, make it a lifestyle, get in there, get your stuff done. And it really does. At first it's hard. I, I've had surgeries. I've had to come back from surgeries when you're starting. It's tough. Yeah. But that's the hardest thing. Yeah. Starting, right. Starting, but, but keeping once it you going. get, once you get in there, yep, yeah. once you get in there. And one of the great things about having a personal trainer is this, you take the guesswork out. Basically all you have to do is follow the instructions. And if you have a good trainer, you were going to get the max amount of results for the time that you're putting in. You're not going to have to make this mistake or spend three weeks doing this and see no results. You're going to get in there. You're going to know what you're doing is working. And I'll tell you this. If someone's training with me and we haven't seen a change in their body, and I, I'm not talking about amazing transformation in three weeks. That takes a few months. But in three weeks, if nothing's changed, you're you're cheating on your diet. You're not doing your cardio. Something's going on. Right. And so. that, is that is that a big factor? I mean, uh, I was going to um, get into this a little bit because, um, I, you know, my son's a trainer. So we talk a lot about the fact that, um, it, you know, you're almost like a therapist, that you're dealing with uh, your clients. It's not just all just, hey, follow this diet plan and I'm going to show you these exercises. That there's, you know, you're still dealing with a human being who has all kinds of things going on. And, um, and I imagine like if you have someone who's an emotional eater or someone who is like really, this was always my problem in training. I'm really good at like, I'll show up, I'll do the exercise, I'll do the thing. But then, you know, when I was acting in LA, you know, I blew an audition and then, you know, I'm in the food just eating, you know, and so that there's other factors, right. That, that you have to deal with when you're training people. No, absolutely. The, the more that you understand, um, about uh, what's going on with someone, the more that you can um, work with whatever those issues might be. And I've had it said before, just because I've had um, my own experience, you know, with, uh, you know, addiction and things like that and doing things that weren't good for me when I shouldn't. And, um, uh, and, and then they've said it, they said, you know what, I love coming in for the coaching and I love coming in. They said, but the life coaching, man, that's really where it's at because you get a lot of people these days that are, um, you know, they feel stuck in their life. They feel like it's, they're not doing what they love to do. Um, they're going to work to make money to pay the bills and there's nothing exciting or happening going on. And let's face it, when you get that cheesecake that you were talking about and you take that bite, you do get some pleasure. It is a pleasurable yeah. thing. You yeah. know what I mean? There's, yeah. you get Escape pleasure from bit. food. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. You yeah. get pleasure. I mean, it's a physiological thing. It happens to us all. Yeah. So, no, absolutely. And you really want to find out with someone that is, you know, eating like that, like, what's, what's really going on? Mm. And so we can learn how to identify those feelings and then cope with them in a better way besides 
stuffing some stuff in our mouth because it's an endless cycle. Okay, so now we ate the cheesecake and we felt good until 10 minutes later and we realized we just ate the cheesecake we weren't supposed to eat and we went over our calories and now we beat ourselves up. You right, know what I mean? right. And then, and then it's hard to get motivated to come back to the gym. Now, a lot of people do like these weekend binges, like, you know, where they just go crazy on the weekend or whatever and then they're pretty strict during the week. But if someone's gone off track and really like binge, like had a bunch of food, what do you suggest? Do you suggest some kind of like a, a restrictive program to get sort of cut like can you do damage control or what do you do a lot more cardio or what can you do because the reality is everybody's going to have one of those days one of those weekends or whatever so the super bowl monday you know absolutely now see in a super bowl monday type thing you know that's coming so if, if it's something like that that we know is going to happen let's just plan for it you know what I mean? Let's save our cheat meal. Everyone mm. gets a cheat meal. Everyone mm-hmm. gets a cheat meal. If you're not competing, heck, you could have a cheat day. Let's go say someone really did blow it out all weekend. They went on vacation. They ate horribly. Did they come back and we kick it up a notch and try? Uh, to be honest with you, no. I mean, listen, we all make mistakes. We all go out there and do what we did. Let's just get back on track and do what we're doing, you know? What, right, so don't over? punish yourself, no shame, just no. just come back and, and do it. Because I think, I don't know if men are, I think men are like this too, but I think women more, I hate to categorize it, we just have so much shame with what we do with food. You know, I used to, you know, be really involved in this and, and work in this field, and I know there's like so much shame and humiliation when we gain weight as women or we blow it or we eat too much or we're eating, you know, Know, shitty, but that I've heard that shame. You know, if you're if you're in a shame spiral, you can't really be effective in your life, and you can't you can't pull yourself out because it just becomes a never ending cycle. I I absolutely agree. And one of the best sayings I ever heard it came from a guy. He was a marksman. He was a professional shooter, and he said, you know, you take a shot and you miss. He said, but that shot's taken and it's over and it's gone, and you have no control over that. The only thing you have control over is the bullets left in the gun. Don't let that missed shot make the next shot a miss, too. Wow, Kyle. So, you're very inspiring. I'm inspired. <laughs> I love it. it, it it's, it, it's the truth. You know what I mean? It, it happened. Yeah. It, it's over. It's gone. Don't let it affect the next one. You know, we get back in there and we get going. I move and, on. Um, it, yeah. Yeah, and the thing about the shame, too, is, is like, everybody's human, man. Nobody's perfect, you know? And sometimes people hold themselves to be such high standards of I should have got it right and blah, blah, blah. And uh, I mean, to be honest with you, none of us get it right. We all make mistakes. We all screw it up. And it's not about making the mistake. It's not about the fact that we overate. It's the fact that what are we going to do now that we've done that? What happens next? Yeah, moving on. Why did we do it? But what? What are we going to do next? Where do we go now? What's the solution? Yeah. What's yeah. the solution? Let's not focus on that problem anymore. That problem's there. Let's let's focus on the solution. And the quicker you can get into the solution, the more successful you're going to be in what it is you're trying to do. Yeah, that's that's really good advice. I love that because I think we do get hung up on the why. Why did I do that? And why this? And why? And you're right. Just get get back up and get on to like what's going to be the next thing. And uh, you know, in stand up comedy, that happens to to stand ups on a nightly basis. You know, you 
say a joke, it bombs. Even if the joke did great two nights ago, then it bombed. And then you're like, yeah, you just can't start crying and walk off the stage. You have to be like, all right, pull another one out. You know what I mean? You got to hang in there. And I feel like I've always had that tenacity with that, but it's a lot harder for me with the food stuff. And I think, and, I, and I'm sure a lot of uh, a lot of the listeners can relate to this. I think for me, it's the the so much information, you know, so much misinformation being thrown at you that it's hard to decipher. And and I think it creates sort of apathy. You're like, oh, fuck it. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, I thought, I thought, wait, I thought carbs were good. Now carbs are bad. Now they're back again. So it's just like, <laughs> what do you do? And not, you know, and, and not knowing. But I think that's why what you said is so important. You got to get somebody professional to help you. You need a personal trainer who's actually studied the real information because it's just like snake oil, right? Like if I read, oh, you know what? I don't, I don't need to get blood work done. I can just, you know, drink this potion and I'll be fine and it'll make my cholesterol go away. We don't do that. We go to the doctor. We go to a professional. But with weight training, and I'm sure you've seen this in the gym, People are just doing it on their own. Some guy who just has been on the couch for, you know, 10 years gets to the gym and thinks he knows what he's doing. And you're watching him. And you're like, buddy, what what is that routine? So it's not to put anybody down for trying to work out, but it's like get with somebody who has studied the information and can help guide you in, a, in the Isn't right direction. Isn't it, it It's so funny how people think that, I mean, I, I don't know what it is. Oh, it's my body. I should know my... But people think that weightlifting and losing weight is like an, an innate thing. It's like something we're born with. And it's, and it's really not. You know, lifting weights correctly is a learned behavior. Yeah. And you do. You get a lot of people that go in there and they just watch the guy on YouTube. And I like what you said about the steak oil. Because when it comes to bodybuilding, there is so much misinformation. And you really got to get with the guys I, I like the science. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was a business development manager before I got into personal training. I always wanted to be a personal trainer. It just wasn't going to pay the bills at the time, and I was married. So not until I got divorced that I had the opportunity to go out and do what I really wanted to do with my life. Mm. Because you, I'm sure you know, you start new in a new uh, in a new field, in a new career. You're just not going to make the same amount of money where you've right. established yourself somewhere else. Sure. Um, but one thing that I've uh, I learned from that experience was, and I'd always go into these companies, and I said, well, how is this going? And they'd say, well, we think it's going like that. Well, it seems to be going like I said, wait, wait, seems and thinks. Where's the numbers? Where are mm. we tracking? How are we tracking this? How do we know? So you want to get with the people that have studied the science. And it comes out that a lot of the weightlifting things that we thought worked well don't work, just like the fat's bad for you, you know? Oh, well now it turns out fat's not bad. It's the sugar that's bad. Well, a little bit of sugar is good. Some, and and it comes out to balance. And I mean, they had a thing of, well, fasted cardio works, right? Cause your, your body has all this glycogen in it. When it burns up the glycogen, well, it has to go to the fat store. That's the next source of fuel. It turns out metabolism doesn't work that way. You can (laughs) do your cardio fasted. You can do it at the eight, whatever you like. What it comes down to at the end of the day is calories in, calories out. Mm. And um, she got all kinds of people doing these things that make it so much harder. Because I'll tell you what, when you're super hungry trying to do your cardio, at least for me, it makes it, it's not as fun. I mean, it makes it more difficult. And guess what? When I found out there was no reason to be doing that whatsoever, I was uh, a little bummed out about that. And so from then on, it's like, Let's find out what the science is. And the science is always changing, you know. I mean, who knows? It, it, 
it'll it'll be we we're always learning more. But you want to be with the people that are at the cutting edge of what's happening and at least looking at it at the new ideas and seeing how they work. I'll tell you right now when I had my um, my first real weight loss people and they, they, they had like, I'm talking needed to lose like a hundred pounds and they shouldn't do this and they shouldn't do that. We worked through some movement stuff, got them into compound lifts. And I'm telling you, I've never seen bodies change so fast in my life. And it was amazing. Wow. And, and um, that's got to make you really did, excited, yeah. right? As a, as a trainer, like that's, it's like, you know, I, I mean, I love to do comedy shows, but I love when I can make people laugh. So it's the same thing. You could love training people, but when you're seeing people get results, um, then it's got to be a little bit more fulfilling, right? Well, a little bit. I mean, that is the fulfillment. I mean, they've always said, you know, being able to get my myself in shape, in good shape is one thing, and that's gratifying. Mm-hmm. But when you can give that to somebody else, especially someone else who's been, I mean, we're talking overweight, to where it literally changes their life, that kind of changing someone's life and giving them a whole new lease on life gives you, it, it fills you up in a way that I can't explain. And, it does. Um, it really does change your entire life. It really does change the trajectory of your life and, and the way that you feel about yourself. And, you know, I, I lost 100 pounds when I was in my 20s. And I, I've always had people say, well, you know, it's not about the weight and you have to love yourself. And I get all that and I understand all that. But literally changed my life and it changed my health. You know, I mean, I come from a family of a lot of health problems and, you know, I'm 52 and my cholesterol is 175 and, you know, and I have good numbers, you know, all the way across the board. And and it's because I made that change, you know, but if I would have been tracking around that hundred pounds for for 30 years, um, who knows knows what we'd be looking at? No, 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 not who knows. And I'm going to tell you right now, there, there is damage. That, that happens to your body, and it's never too late. I would never want to discourage someone in their 50s. And I had a lady in her 50s. She said, Kyle, I've been fat my whole life. And she said, and I, 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 she was 49. And she said, I don't want to be like this by the time I'm 50. And she did everything. And she did it. She cried that day when she turned 50. And she had lost all that weight. Wow. And her movement was different. And everything was different. And she did that hike with her son that she always wanted to do. Wow. But I'll tell you this. You carry around that kind of weight. It really does create health issues that you might not be able to come back from. And I'm not saying don't love yourself the way you are. Absolutely. Right. You know, right. but I, I will tell you this from a health standpoint, it, we were not, we were never designed to carry around a hundred extra pounds of excess no. body fat. That's no. not the way, that's not the way we were designed. Well, you know, I had seen a skeleton one time I was taking a biology class and I was, I was fascinated. I was just staring at the skeleton thinking that's what's under all of us. And then you plop, you know, at all this extra weight on top of it. And it's like, it's still such a fragile thing. Our bones are, you know, they look fragile when you see just the skeleton, you know? And so it's like, it's not supposed to haul that around. Okay. We're going to, we're going to add Ava Devine to the call in a second, but I just want to touch on two more things. If you can debunk these myths real quick, because these are popular things. Give us your thoughts on the master cleanse diet. What, what, or any type of like cleansing or starving or fasting? What's your thoughts on that? Okay, so there's no conclusive evidence yet, and I've looked into this. Now, one thing that they have found with the intermittent fasting is that it does help clean out the bacteria in your gut. So 
let's say you've been eating sugar for a long time, and I forget the name of the bacteria that loves the sugar, and they're starting to say that there is a gut brain. It literally makes you crave more sugar. Mm. Now, when you fast, those die, and they're flushed from your system. So it does, there's, let's say, not does, there's studies that would suggest that when you do that, you clean out that kind of bacteria out of your gut, and it can be a very healthy thing for you. Um, you know, back back when we were cavemen, people did not eat a meal once every four hours, okay? <laughs> right. They, 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 they really did. They intermittent fasted, not on purpose, but that's the way they lived. So intermittent fasting shows some really good, promising stuff. I know some people that have been on keto. And they've done, I, I got a friend that's been keto now for three years straight, never come off keto. He's the thinnest I've ever seen him. His numbers are good. He's doing well. For what I do, keto's not my thing. Um, but everyone's body's different. Um, as far as the master cleanse, uh, the, I've, the um, information that I've read on that, not as conclusive, but there's there's some really good stuff. And if you like an intermittent fast, by all means, try it out and see how you feel. And see what, and see what it does. All right. Well, we, we're going to, we're going to pop Ava on the call because I know she's got to work soon. So, um, she's going to join us because you and her are working together. And I, I, I know she's dying to tell everybody all about it and hang on one second. Let's, let's patch her in. Awesome. Hello. Ava. What's going on? Kyle, we still got you, baby? Yeah, I'm here. Look at this. Look at the level of technology that I'm operating under right now. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how to do this on a phone, but on Skype, it's a whole other thing. I know. So joining us right now is Ava Devine. We've talked, uh, we talked recently, we just did a podcast together and it was so fascinating. My fans loved it. And, um, and now yeah. we have Kyle on, and Kyle and you have been working together, so I just thought it'd be fun for you guys to talk about what y'all do in the gym. Great. We'd love to. So how long yeah, have you no. guys been working together? What do you think, Ava? A couple years. years now, right? Yeah, I think like three years. Okay. And when, when you came in, Ava, what were some of your goals like with Kyle? What were you looking to do? I just wanted to tighten up and drop some weight. So I came in, I was about like 154, soft, a little, he calls me a chunker back then. <laughs> I, I was, little, yeah, I I was, was just little, kidding. I don't refer to people. But here's the best thing about Ava. She came in and she had her little tight little bodysuit on. But let's say that. She was almost, almost ready to be wearing that tight little bodysuit, man, but she was in there going for it. It was, uh, it was pretty funny. It was really cool, too, because I saw her and I said, you know, I, I could do a lot. I could do, a, um, yeah. I could do a lot with this woman. And, you know, one of, the, one of the coolest things about it, too, I mean, just not even the tone that we put in her body and the weight loss that we got. When she met me, one of the first things she told me is, I can't squat. It hurts my low back. Yeah. But, well, I've seen um, some videos where she's doing some squatting for sure. <laughs> this girl has the squat form. I turn Mrs. I don't squat into, and she gets compliments on it all the time because totally. when it comes, yeah, when it comes down to, um, you know, squatting and deadlifting and movements like that, it comes down to a, a functionality. And, um, 
you know, it's funny because someone said before, they go, I can't squat. And I'll say, well, let me, let me see a squat. And they'll do when I say, okay, so whatever, or, no squatting hurts. So they'll do one and I'll say, well, whatever you're doing hurts, but let me show you how to really squat. And then we'll, and then we'll go from there, you know? Um, yeah. but, uh, I mean, that girl, that, that girl can definitely, she can squat some, uh, she can squat some weight now. And, She'll do one thirty-five all day. I would think in your business, Dave, isn't squatting like super important. You gotta be able to squat. It's super important. <laughs> it is, but totally. And, and I did it well, except I didn't do it properly. I see. And you can really sure. damage your knees and stuff, right, Kyle, if, you don't, if you're not squatting properly? Absolutely. I mean, some of the things that I see people doing, uh, they, I mean, and, and it's too bad I don't have any visuals, but they have things called uh, knee valgus and excessive lean forward. A lot of things that people do when they squat that uh, it's really hard on their joints. And so really, once you can get them in that proper form, and here's the thing. I mean, when it comes to women, you'll almost not find a woman where you say, hey, no matter how good their butt is, their butt could look amazing. And you say, hey, would you like a little bit better butt? The answer is always yes. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. That's my problem. I got I have all what do they say? I have all uh, balcony and no orchestra. Is that what it is? I have like all tits and no ass. It's like we balance it out a little bit. I'd like a little more ass. Plus, I think it would make look. I made this all about me. It would make my figure look better if it was more balanced. It's just all I'm like top heavy. I'm going to start falling over when I'm well, yeah, and, and balance. We call that. We, we call that symmetrical and a, a lot of things that people are suffering from now as they call it sleepy glutes. Cause we set, we spend so much time sitting or sitting at a desk or uh, walking and things like that. People have a real problem activating the glutes. So you really want to get down there, get them activated. You have three exercises that are amazing glute builders. And one is the squat. Um, the second one is the lunge. And then my favorite is uh, hip thrust. Hip thrusters. I would think you would love those, Ava. Hip thrusters. I do. And how much can I squat, Kyle? You've, I mean, what have we squatted? I think we squatted 185. That's her, crazy. Her, isn't it? That's crazy. But She's strong. I, I got to tell you, I've been watching these YouTube videos and stuff that you guys are doing and I'm watching her on Instagram and she really, she's working. She's working hard. And I've seen, I've seen the transformation in her body. She'll tell you, yeah. I look at her and be like, girl, what are you doing? Yeah. Your ass looks amazing. She's got these little booty shorts on. Yeah. Like, she's like, it's Kyle. Yeah. It's Kyle. It's all yeah. Kyle. She gives you uh, it, all the kudos. Well, get this. Her hip thrust though. We've done 250. Can you imagine that girl can hip thrust two 150 pounds. That's right. That the, was the, the big boy listeners yeah. just got very that, excited. <laughs> right? Trust me. Any guys out there listening, you want a girl that can hip thrust 250 pounds. Trust me. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what was your so you you so obviously you saw Ava you saw her body you do a quick analysis of what you need to do and then what's the first thing you started on was it was it diet was it cardio was she doing too much cardio I had a trainer tell me that one time he's like you're doing too much cardio I almost made out with him I'm like thank you for saying that I, I no. don't want to do I don't want to do one second more cardio than I need to Right. I mean, yeah, who wants to? And I mean, honestly, if, uh, 
if you are a hard gainer, let's say you're having, you, you kind of need to be not kind of, you need to be in a calorie surplus to be able to put on that muscle. You know, that might, like I said, it's a, it's a high caloric, it's a highly caloric expensive tissue. So you can be cardioing away all your gains if you're not careful. You know, everybody's a little different. So that could definitely be the, um, that could have definitely been um, the case there. So you wanted right. her to do more cardio because she, she wasn't into cardio. That wasn't her thing. Well, not, not, not just that. Just, um, you know, with her body type and everything, you know, um, cardio, uh, cardio nice. looks, it looks really good on her. Mm. Yeah. And so you, so that's, it's almost like a scientific balance where you have to figure out how much is it, is enough cardio to get, to get what you're looking for, but then also not too much cardio to where you're kind of counteracting what you're doing with the weights. Cause you don't want her to lose muscle. Or not be able right. to put on muscle, right? So these people that walk in the park for like an hour, not a good idea. Uh, it, it all comes down to uh, the type of physique we're dealing with. Uh, a nice little walk in the park, though, I would never, I would never stop anyone from doing it. It, it also <laughs> depends on how much weights they're lifting. Let, let, let's say if you're not lifting any weights, um, then cardio is really we, we call it we call it skinny fat. And that's where you're not like fat, but there's no muscle tone under there either, you know, and that's not what we'd want to go for. What we want muscle looks great on women. Somehow women think they're going to all of a sudden look like this, you know, male bodybuilder type yeah. physique from lifting weights. And that's just not the case. I mean, because it's it really looks hard. Good. It those, looks... those female bodybuilders, I mean, that's really hard to put on that amount of muscle, correct? Yeah, exactly. It doesn't happen no, accidentally, no, no. right? You don't just go to the gym, start lifting, doing bicep curls, and all of a sudden you're ripped. Right? I'm, I would have been like, Ava, what, one more rep. And then the next day she wakes up and all of a sudden, oh, yeah. Are big. yeah, that's not going to happen. <laughs> and then do women, do you just, do you plateau at a certain point? So say you're lifting 10 pound dumbbells and then you're lifting 15 and like what, you know, I mean, how heavy do you go as a woman where it just stops? Like you just can't lift anymore. Um, well, I mean, so do you mean like, let's say uh, o over time, is there a certain place where we would plateau and she just yeah. wouldn't be able to lift any more weight? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, that would happen. The, the female structure can only take so much weight and eventually you would hit a point to where you're, you're just your structure alone, tendons, uh, bone, and it, and it all depends too on when you've started uh, lifting. You know, you'll have gymnasts that are just, they have strong tendons. They have muscle. Those girls, uh, and they've been doing it from when they were younger. Those girls will be able to lift more. But over time, you'll you'll always your body will adapt to the stress that you put on it. Um, what ends up happening, like even in my case, you know, I've hit kind of the limit of where my body would be, and so pushing it past there takes it takes a lot of work, a lot of consistency, and it starts going rather slowly. Right. You can still keep going. It just slows down a whole lot is what it is. Right. Now, Ava, when you decided to start working with Kyle, what, I mean, what was that process like? I mean, obviously it's a big, it's a lot of work, right? To transform your body and to, how often yeah. did you work out? Did you hit a point where you were like, I don't want to do this. This is too hard. I don't feel like going. <laughs> Every day. <laughs> no. I love her. She's but, so honest, right? Yeah. 
No, I mean, every day I'm like, oh my God, I'd rather just lay in bed and eat bonbons. But, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm accountable to Kyle and he's very motivational. And not only do we speak about, you know, um, built, you know, me, 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 we always talk about me, me, me. So that's great. But not only do we do that, but he always gives me great suggestions, great advice for, you know, all, all my affairs, you know, not only in the gym, but, you know, outside business, all that. So we, we, we converse about all those things. So it makes it entertaining. And it keeps your interest. And then what about, what has been your biggest struggle? Has it been uh, muscle diet. soreness? Diet. Diet's a big, right. It's, yeah, I know. I'm right there yeah. with you, girl. I'm like, I'll do all the exercise <laughs> in the world if I can eat whatever I want. And what exactly. whatever I want is like a five-year-old at a carnival. I want a hot dog. Yeah. I want um, cotton candy. Yeah. You got it. So do you, do you have like a day where you let yourself kind of do what you want to do or are you pretty strict or what's been your, your journey with that? Oh, my journey is all over the place when it comes to food, but, um, I try not to uh, give myself a cheat day. That's what we call it, you know, um, because that one cheat day turns into the next and then it snowballs into like three months worth of cheat days and I can't stop. Yeah. So like Kyle, Kyle takes, he has some cheat days and he thinks it's good for the body. He tells me, mm -hmm. but I can't control myself. So therefore I try not to go there. You have to know yourself. So Kyle, cause we, you know, Ava and I talked pretty openly about, about her uh, recovery and her addiction. Do you find that that's true more with people that come from a recovery, like say somebody stopped drinking and now they have the food thing, like, or is that pretty much yeah. typical with all women? I mean, are women able to like have a cheat day and then get right back on track or? I just wonder that because I think like if you're an addictive personality, like we switch seats, right? It's like, you know, I stop smoking. I can't stop eating or whatever. I stop eating. Now I can't stop smoking. Yeah. Yeah. It really does depend on the person, but yes, there, mm. there are people. And, and I can, I, I know where Ava's coming from just because when I'm prepping and then I get my cheat meal and I have my hamburgers and fries and shake, and guess what? My next meal, I'm going to have another hamburger, fries, and shake. Mm -hmm. And it takes, and it takes sometimes a day or two to get back into the routine of eating that food I'm supposed to be eating and not minding it so much. So, and, and she even said it to me, she goes, you know, and I said, you can have your cheat meal. And she, like she just told you, she said her cheat meal turns into a cheat month. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, that, and, that, so, and that just ruins everything that you've been. Not ruins it, but it just makes it, you're not seeing the results that you want to see from all that hard work. Now, we got to talk about this. With the beautiful breasts that Ava has, how do we work around these? Because I know for me, there's machines that I can't, you know, it's like, how do I do that pullback with the boobs? Well, you have to look at that and go, okay, <laughs> like, how do we incorporate this? Because there's got to be some things that are just not possible, right? You're absolutely right. It's funny on my Instagram, I just made a post about that. And here's the thing with her, it's the beautiful breasts. With other people, it can be from a car accident, it can be an injury, it right. can be whatever. Right. You know, um, everyone has, not everyone, but many people have, you know, some kind of issue that we have to work around. And right. if you have a good trainer, being able to work around whatever it is. And most of the times it is kind of an injury um, with her, you know, it's the breasts. There mm -hmm. are some things that we can't do, but I mean, there are so many options out there. We are still able to um, 
build her amazing physique around the ladies, if, right. if you want to call them that. <laughs> you're really training three women is what you're doing, right? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what's going on. Everybody gets their time. That's amazing. Now what I've heard, I've heard people talk about, you know, uh, low rep, high weight for women, you know, and, 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 uh, no, sorry, high rep, low weight. Um, and I've heard people say that's complete bullshit. Uh, what's your thoughts, Kyle? (laughs) So I want to, I'm going to let you guys even on a little secret and we can all still use this term because you know, everyone says, I want to get more toned. Toning is a made up word. Here's what it is. Muscles either grow or they shrink, and body fat either shrinks or it grows. That's what it really comes down to. So when someone says, I want to look more toned, that means that they want to enlarge the muscle that's there, and then they want to lessen the fat that's around it to make it so that it lo- you can see it, so that it looks more defined. Right. So that's what toning actually means. So going lightweight and high reps, thinking that somehow this is going to tone a muscle. Now, you do have long twitch and short twitch muscle fibers or slow twitch and fast twitch muscle fibers. And you can train those differently. Now the slow twitch, long distance runner, the fast twitch weightlifter, right? Mm -hmm. Um, the, the fast twitch look better. So really what it comes down to as a woman, your standard, and they call it muscle hypertrophy, growing muscle. That's what that means. Mm -hmm. Um, between eight and 10 reps, if you're going maybe even 15, but if you're going over that, you're, you're on the weights, just doing cardio. If you can't hit eight reps, now you're getting more into a powerlifting style. So now it's if too you're, heavy. That's too heavy. If you right. can't do eight. Okay. Exactly. Okay. So if your goal is to look more toned, right, then you're going to stay in that eight to 12 rep range, about three sets. And, uh, and that's what you're going to do to get the fastest, the fastest results. If what you're trying to do is change the way your physique looks. And I preface that because if you're training for a sport, you're training for a powerlifting meet, if you have some other goal, then that changes. But what we're doing with, uh, Ava, which is just make her look more amazing than she does. That's (laughs) what we're going to stick with. And she does look amazing, folks. Ava, I know you, you got a call, huh, honey? You're doing I do. I have to work right in the now. Of work. So I'm let, yes, I'm going to let you guys go, but I will fuck you both later, and I will Woo. see you Tuesday, Andrea. All right, honey. All right. <laughs> All right. I love you That's guys. That's awesome. Okay. Kyle, tomorrow. All right. Bye, you guys. Thank you. Thanks, Ava. Bye. So, Kyle, if people want to, um, you know, I'm sure this is, I'm inspired. I want to come, I want to come train with you too. Cause well, we'll get into my whole story when I, when I meet with you, but, um, but yeah, I've been, I've been at this for a while and just not getting the results and I'm, and I'm pretty diligent about going to the gym, but I just think I'm approaching it all wrong. So if people want to, um, you know, meet up with you and train with you and, and see what you do is how do they get in touch with you? What's the best way? Um, well, if you'd like to see my work, uh, if you have an Instagram, which not everyone does, but we'll start there. It's, uh, K flex fitness. So K F L E X, uh, F I T N E S S K flex fitness. That's me on Instagram. Okay. And we'll put everything um, on the, we'll put everything on the podcast website too. So if people, you know, are awesome. driving when they're listening to this, we'll have everything up there. 
And then you have a website too? Yes, I have the website. And the website is also (laughs) KFlexFitness. So you can go ahead and pull that up. The website's not um, updated as much. So you can definitely take a look there. The Instagram's way to go. You can always email me at KFlexFit2017. Um, and then, um, I train at a city athletic club here in Las Vegas. So if they hear it and they want to get a hold of me, I don't know. I mean, uh, I have my business number 702-305-2477. Shoot me a text. And, uh, absolutely. We could definitely, I'll sit down with everyone and go over goals and take, um, a realistic look at, uh, what we can accomplish, um, and how long it would take to accomplish and uh go from there yeah and i gotta tell you i've seen i've seen the transformation just right before my eyes i just saw it happening so um i know what you're doing works and um and yeah i could just tell you know what you're talking about and i'm uh i'm gonna send everybody that i know your way and i'm, I'm gonna get my my chubby butt in there i'm gonna get my would you call her chunky chunky butt i called her uh her, a little chunker a little chunker i'm gonna get my little <laughs> my chunker little, she was my little <laughs> my little chunker she was so cute man she had her little tight leggings on and everything <laughs> running around kind of like a little stuffed sausage type thing I going on it. and, it's so cute and i was just like i am gonna make this girl look so good in those leggings yeah, and i'm, I'm telling gonna, you what she's gonna man, earn those leggings i'm gonna make you earn she those. is gonna look amazing <laughs> in those leggings i mean does. she really does yeah and people she does. ask me all the time they say hey they say is that and i'm like yep it's her can i meet her and she's a sweetheart man she is. so you know i know she comes to my comedy shows up. and people are like wait i you know people are freaking out they're like oh my god she comes to your shows she's amazing and she's a sweet, sweet girl. She really is. I love her to yeah, death. Yeah, I'd love to come to one of your comedy shows. So definitely know the next time you have one in town. I yeah, wanna, I want to come out there sure. and watch. For that sure. sounds my, great. My treat. And I will come. I will come to your gym, and and then I will complain on my podcast of how sore I am. <laughs> go out and what I was thinking. Um, all right, there we go. It's been a pleasure to have you on. Thank you so much. And uh, we'll yeah, post everything on the me. podcast for everybody to check you out. And uh, yeah. Yeah, thanks for stopping by Andrea Town. <laughs> yeah. We'll talk soon. Thanks for having me. It's been really great. You have a great day. You too, Kyle. Take care. All right. Bye. That was amazing. I had so much fun. I hope you guys had fun too. I've got some dates coming up in Vegas, and I don't think anything coming up in L.A. right now, but everything's on my website, andreanatoli.com. Check me out on Instagram. I'm also on Twitter. I have a Facebook page. Go ahead and like it. And thank you so much for tuning in. It means the world to me. You guys have been reaching out via email, and I love it. Tell me who you want to hear next, and I will go after them. All right, you guys. Have a great one. Peace. Doesn't matter if it comes from me.